Welcome to the Herd Quitter Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lumen. On this show, we talk to farmers and ranchers who aren't afraid to think for themselves and do things a little bit differently. We hope these guests will challenge you to look at your farms and ranches in a new way and result in a more profitable and enjoyable business for you and your family. Welcome back to the Herd Quitter Podcast. Today is going to be one of those episodes where we differ a little bit from our regular plan of interviewing herd quitters from around the country, and we have another conversation with Kit Farrell on a very specific topic. Welcome back to the Herd Quitter Podcast, Kit. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah, happy to do it. I think it's great content, and I'm really excited to hear about what you have to say about today's topic. Uh, and that topic that I'm hoping to um, get some information from you on is is challenging people on how they value their bulls. And and I guess I'll just kind of turn it over to you because I know there's a lot of ways that we could handle this, but how would you say people are typically valuing their bulls and how should we value a bull and, and how do you value maybe one bull more than another? Yeah, good question. Uh, I really don't know exactly how people are doing it. Sometimes I look at what's going on and I shake my head and, uh, you know, that doesn't mean I have all the answers, but, hmm. you know, Determining the value of a bull is probably where I'm going to back up and take off from that angle. And I, I think before we do anything as far as buying a bull and determining the value of the bull, what we can pay for him, we need to back up and look at our own operation and say, okay, where are we right now? You know, what what's going on right now? What do we need to do? What do we need to change? Uh, that's kind of a fun exercise but most ranchers don't cow calf producers don't like to do that you know it's uh they'd rather be building fences uh, you know actually taking a hard look at what's going on and where they sh- need to make some changes uh i'm i'm probably wired a little differently you know i i love doing exercises like that i love you know saying what if this what if that and and going on but uh we need to decide where we want to take our program. And I think the number one thing for all of us is when we decide where we want to go, we need to find a seed stock program, a bull supplier that has the ability to take us there. And I don't think people think that through, you know, they, they see big, pretty fat bulls and say, well, that's, that's the kind of bull I want. And without really looking at what that program is doing. For example, a, a bull out of the wrong program, for me, has no value. You know, whether he cost me $1,000 or $10,000, if he's not going to help me do what I need to do, he has no value. I shouldn't have bought him. And I think that's what a lot of people need to focus on. You know, a, a bull or bulls that were produced by a program that aligns with my my goals and my my long-term plans for this operation has a tremendous amount of value compared to the bull that doesn't have anything to offer to my program. I'll take a little side street here, but nearly all programs, nearly all bull programs have been focused, and this has been going on for the last 40, probably 50 years, but they've been focused on helping us increase pounds per cow. And, you know, basically I will say, you know, if you like bragging rights, this is probably the program you need to stay with. But we've reached a point where most cow-calf producers, you know, probably within the last 20 years, most cow-calf producers are struggling to make ends meet. They're struggling to make a decent living. They're, wor- you know, 
the work hasn't changed, and yet, uh, well, they're just not making the, the the profit that they need to to keep going. You know, too many ranches, third, fourth, fifth generation ranches that have been paid for more than once are now, you know, they're borrowing against their their equity, their land, just to keep going, and that's that's not going to last. So, you know, while most programs are focused on increasing pounds per cow or bragging rights, you know, those who have changed that focus, ranchers who have changed that focus from increasing production per cow to increasing production per acre are miles ahead of everybody else. You know, I, I would say they're four to five times, maybe 10 times more profitable than most of their neighbors. One of the things we've been pushing, you know, for 30 years is, you know, it doesn't really matter how big your cows are or your cattle are or your calves are if they're not profitable. Mm-hmm. The weaning weight is an easy thing to measure. It's an easy thing to uh, select for. But, you know, weaning weight per cow per calf is is not getting us anywhere. I've shared in some recent emails and uh, my latest uh, newsletter, you, you know, the weaning weight for cow-calf producers, commercial cow-calf producers, have basically remained unchanged since 2001. So, you know, for 20 years, we're still trying to, most cow-calf producers are still trying to increase their weaning weights, and it's not happening. You know, the only thing that happens when we try to increase weaning weights is we get bigger and bigger cows. So, I, I'm uh, again, I'm going to say, you know, profitability on any ranch is more affected by stocking rate than anything else. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two two major ways to affect stocking rate. Uh, you know, maybe the one that will have the biggest effect is going to be some sort of rotational grazing where you can increase your number of cows by 50%, 200%, even more. You know, I've seen ranches that have increased production by 600% over what their neighbors are doing. It's amazing what you can do. Uh, you, you, you need to, you know, you need to learn how to do it. The other way is, you know, increasing stocking rate through the right size, right type of cow, you know, a little bit smaller cows that are low maintenance cows, you know, they were not bred and selected to increase individual weaning weights. They're basically bred and selected to, uh, increase pounds per acre. And if, if you can, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think I'm safe to say that most cow calf producers can easily increase their stocking rate by 30%, 30% more cows just by having the right size and right type of cow. And that, you know, that, that in itself is, is huge. You know, uh, more smaller cows that can wean a higher percentage of their own weight equals a whole lot higher number of pounds per acre and, and the, the profits there. Yeah. And, and I like kind of what you're saying in, in my mind, I think of the, the quote that says, if you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. <laughs> you'll never arrive. And so it's kind of the same with the cattle is we got to have an intentional decision of what are we trying to do when we're yeah. selecting bulls. And, and so many people will see that nice looking bull and think, gosh, I want to wean calves that look like that. But they recognize that at their farmer ranch and the way they're raising cattle is not the same way that that bull producer is raising his his bull and, and his cattle. And they're, you know, that, that animal may have the genetic potential to reach some certain weaning weight, but in a real ranch, real life, real world situation, it just won't it won't happen on the average yeah. producer. Yeah, we, we've seen, I, I see bull advertisements and I, you know, I, I study those just kind of as a form of entertainment, but, uh, <laughs> you, you know, there's a hundred thousands of bulls out there that they're telling us, you know, they've got 
800, 900, 1,000 pound weaning weights, well, that's not real world. How do they get that? You know, you, you can buy a bull with a 1,000 pound weaning weight, and I guarantee you, you're not going to get a 1,000 pound weaning weight. Mm-hmm. You probably, not probably, you're not going to increase your weaning weights one bit with that mm-hmm. bull because your environment will not support it. So, you know, we've, we've got to go back and, uh, again, you know, find a seed stock program that knows what you need to do and can help you get there. And and kind of on that too, even if you could get the weaning weights, is weaning weights the thing that actually contributes to your profit at the end of the day? Uh, you know, I, I was just reading a study done by Iowa State that talked about how the different factors that contribute to profitability on a ranch. And the first of which was feed costs. And the last of the ones they listed that contributed only 5% to the um, to the total profitability of a ranch was weaning weights. And so yeah. if over 50% of it is is contributed by feed costs and, and only 5% or less, and this was 20 years ago, the cost of feed production and land production has gone up since then. So the numbers have probably changed even worse. Why are people choosing to... Uh, to select genetics based on feed costs or on uh, weaning weights uh, rather than on reduction of costs and expenses and producing more per acre as opposed to more per cow. It's easy. It's easy to measure. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you can weigh your calves. You can take them to town and sell them. You know what they weighed. If they weighed 400 pounds 10 years ago, now they're weighing 500 pounds and you know, you, you can see, okay, I'm, I'm gaining. You know, all, all, but basically, and you touched on this a little bit earlier, you know, we should have a, a destination in mind in which that's where we're, our operation is the most profitable. Mm-hmm. Most cow-calf producers have nothing but a direction. You know, they keep buying bulls trying to increase weaning weights. So they're, they don't know where they're going to go. They can't stop when they get to optimum because they're still following that direction. But we need to say, okay, Here's the best, you know, the, the type of cow, the type of program that's going to make me the most money. And you just stay there. You know, that's not that hard to do. But, uh, yeah, winning weights are too easy to measure. I like to measure things. I like that, too. But measuring things has probably got us all in trouble, more trouble than it's ever helped. You know, that, that's why we say, OK, focus on stocking rate, increasing stocking rate and pounds per acre and. Uh, it's it's amazing, you know. I, I say once you understand what's possible, once you understand that, it's impossible not to tell everybody about, about it. This business doesn't have to be hard, but we've made it hard because we've selected bulls for the wrong thing. So I, I would say, you know, determining the value of the bull. Number one, you need to find a program that agrees with you. You, you know, if you want to keep in trying to increase weaning weights, do it. You know, there's thousands of programs out there doing that. If you want to turn this thing around and increase pounds per acre, there's not that many programs that can help you. But, you, you, you know, buying a bull out of the wrong program has no value to you. That's a good point. I guess another factor I'd like to, unless you got a comment. No, no, I, but go ahead. I'd like to, like to change gears a little bit. You know, when we talk about value, the number of calves a bull can sire before he's replaced or before he's injured or whatever is probably as big a factor as anything when you want to determine value. So, you know, I'm going to say that a bull that can sire twice as many calves as average bull is obviously twice, you know, worth twice as much as the average bull. You know, that's what we buy bulls for is to sire calves. So, you know, a bull that 
you, you expect to get 50 calves out of, you know, he has a certain value, but if that same bull can give you a hundred calves before he's replaced, you know, he's worth twice as much. And I, I'm going to, you know, maybe make some upset a little bit, but most bulls today have been bred and selected for weaning weight. Most of those bulls are high maintenance bulls. They have to be overfed. And when I say overfed, they're basically fattened like a feedlot steer before they're sold. So uh, an overfed, overfattened bull that's high maintenance to start with probably can't handle more than 20 cows his first year. So the, you know, the veterinarians and the seed stock producers say, you know, turn a bull out with the, whatever his age is and month. If he's 15 months, 15 cows, 20 months, 20 cows. And that's been a, the status quo way of deciding how many bulls or cows a bull should have in a year. Pharaoh Cattle Company, you know, we, we basically, whatever that that is, you know, we've got grass-developed bulls, forage-developed bulls. We basically can double what the status quo is saying and, and get, a, get away with it. So if you get, and you're going to be lucky to get three years out of an overfed, overfat bull because he comes with problems. You know, when you feed a bull like a fat steer, you know, he's going to have some reproductive problems. He's going to have some liver problems. He's going to have some feet and leg problems. Uh, most of them don't last. I mean, one out of three lasts more than one year. But let, let's give this bull an advantage and say he's going to last three years. So if he, ha if he sires 20 calves his first year, 30 calves the second and third year, you know, that's 80 calves. This bull has mm -hmm. sired 80 calves and he, he's probably done by by the time he's finished his third breeding season. In contrast, a bull that's developed slower, more naturally on grass or other forages with, without grain, you know, we, we see these bulls lasting easily six years. You know, injuries could take him out before that, but there's a lot of our bulls out there that's been, that are still six years old. There's some of them that are eight, nine, and 10 years old, still breeding cows and look like young bulls. But you just, you know, that's, that's a, that's just the way our program has has selected bulls and developed bulls. You know, they're they're low maintenance bulls. They're not high maintenance bulls. They're they're developed slowly, but they, these bulls, we're going to say, uh, they can handle at least thirty cows their first year. And I, you know, I most of them can handle forty cows. But let's let's say thirty their first year and fifty cows for the next five years for a total of two hundred and eighty calves. You know, that that. That's 280 calves compared to the 80 calves. That's 200 more calves out of the bull. So if both bulls cost $5,000, the the cost per calf out of the overfed fat bull, $62 per calf. And the cost for the calves per calf out of the, the grass-developed bull is only $18. You know, which bull has the highest value? You know, they're probably going to cost about the same. But, you, you know, if, if you pay $5,000 for the wrong bull, that's $5,000 you threw away. If you pay $5,000 for the right bull, that's going to move your program ahead and ahead for several years. You know, that's uh, that, that's the way I, I would look at it. Now, you maybe wanted me to say, okay, can I afford to buy a $6,000 bull, $8,000? I don't know. You know, that's what every individual has to look at. I will say that it's really hard to pay too much for the right bull. You know, if a, if the right bull costs $8,000, you know, over a period of six years, that extra $3,000 didn't cost much. But the the wrong bull 
is always too expensive, no matter how cheap he was. If somebody gives you the wrong bull, you're just, you're not gaining any ground. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a good point. And I was doing that math on my calculator here as you were saying it, but you already had it prepared too. So it is interesting because there's just the flat out dollar value difference of, you know, you're saving in that situation, well, you know, $40, $45 per calf in breeding costs yeah. by having the bull that can breed more, just flat out breed more. And then there's the value long-term, especially if you're keeping females out of and breeding for a long-term maternal herd, the value of this type of bull, this, this certain type of bull that will add to your, to your genetic value of your herd long-term that, you know, I don't even know how you begin to value that. Yeah, there's another way to look at that. And I didn't do the calculation. You probably can in your head, but I can't. You know, if the overfed fat bull costs you $5,000, you can probably spend as much as $15,000 or more for the right bull that's going to sire 200 more calves. Uh, you know, I, again, I haven't calculated that today, but uh, it's really hard to pay too much for the bull that's going to sire that many calves and take your program in the right direction. Yeah. Just a quick, did that on a, on a per calf, if you use the same per calf charge, uh, you'd be able to justify $18,000 bull <laughs> at that, at that number. And yeah, I don't know what the averages have been consistently over time, but I don't think it's been that high. Yeah. Not, not, a, not at all. And you know, it, it's a, uh, it's been a blessing, you know, to have customers come to you and say, you know, that bull, I paid more for that bull than any other bull, but he's been the cheapest bull I ever bought. You know, when, when they're still using the bull at eight, nine, 10 years of age and the bull is, done everything right for them you know they they recognize that and and like i said the average bull does good to get through you know to make it to the second breeding season it's that's and that's bad they cost too much no and i think this is these are great points that like you say you need to decide what's best for your operation and find a producer that provides for it but i'm curious on a separate note i'd just give you a couple minutes here to maybe talk about the importance or all of the value add that you get and, and I know this gets almost into advertisement for Ferro Cattle Company, but the, the, the value that you can get from purchasing from PCC, the different benefits, you know, discussion group, delivery options, guarantees, some of the other benefits. Yeah, I don't mind advertising our program. Uh, you know, and I, I'll try, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to hit everything, but I will try to address that. You, you know, number one, we, we provide a one-year guarantee on all these bulls. You know, if if something happens, if that bull gets injured and can't make it through the breeding season, he's guaranteed. You know, so that that's that's worth a lot if something ever happens to the bull. Uh, you know, another benefit would be guaranteed calving ease. You know, we 30 years ago, I really wasn't that focused on calving ease, but I knew that I hated to pull calves. So, you know, we've we've been focused on calving ease forever and uh, it's it shows. So, you know, we've got a lot of bulls that we're going to guarantee calving ease. You know, these bulls are in the top 10% of the their respective breeds. And uh, not very many people, if anybody's doing that. As you said, the, at the end of this, you know, our customers are are granted the rights to become, you know, become members of what we call the PCC discussion group. Uh, there's about 700 members in this group right now. And I would say close to... Maybe 80 of these members are, are what I would call, you know, world-renowned experts in profitable, sustainable, regenerative, you know, agriculture. I mean, these guys know what they're doing. And so we, you know, 
if I have a question or if you had a, have a question, you know, I can throw it out there and I know that I'm going to get the right answer. You know, most, most groups are geared, you know, the, the other direction. So, you know, that, that's a, that's a benefit. You know, I've, and I know this has happened at least twice. You, you know, I say, you know, if you've, if you've purchased a PCC bull within five years, you can be a member. You know, after that, we figure, okay, you're either buying bulls somewhere else or you're out of business. But I know at least two times where people came and bought a bull just to stay in the discussion group. And I, I know new customers have said, you know, the bull is free. You know, if I pay $5,000 for the bull mm -hmm. to, or to get in the discussion group, that bull didn't cost me anything. So, you know, that that is a benefit that you and I take for granted and nobody else even knows what we're talking about. You may have to, you may have to consider too that uh, after five years their bull is just still going, and, and they, they are. To buy another you know, bull. Yet. <laughs> I'll have people as soon as I say we're yeah. going to clean house, I, they say no, 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 don't do that. We're still using our bull, and 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 they yeah. are, and, yeah. I, and I'm yeah. I'm good with that. But you, you know, we we would yeah. if we weren't cleaning house every now and then, we'd we'd probably have twenty thousand members. Yeah, I think another thing that you know the benefit of buying a bull from us is. You know, for 30 years, we were required cows to be cows. You know, very low input. Therefore, we ended up with low maintenance cows. You know, we, we don't, uh, we learn how to graze. We don't feed any more than we absolutely have to. Parasite control. I don't know any other outfit in the world that can claim, you know, we haven't, we haven't treated cows in our program for 20 years, you know, with chemicals for parasites, internal or external. And there'll be environments like, uh, the, you know, the wetter environments and they'll say, well, you know, you, you may be able to do that in eastern Colorado, you know, not warm cows, but we can't do that in Missouri. I said, we're doing it in Missouri and we've done it for 20 years. So, you know, I think the parasite resistance, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't treat a pro uh, the symptoms to the problem, the problem will take care of itself. And uh, I, I, I don't know, I've got a whole list of uh, things that I think we do different than everybody else. But uh you know, the, the fact that we uh, evaluate bulls for, you know, things like uh, grass efficiency and we give scores for cow longevity, uh, fleshing ability. You know, I, I you, you're not going to find anybody else that gets that because all they're doing is showing you, you know, their biggest, their big weaning weights or, or EPDs. You know, they they continue to breed big EPDs to big EPDs and they continue to get bigger EPDs, but they're their cows are not real world cows anymore. They don't fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we may have to get into that list more in the future, but for now, I think this is a great recap of, of how and, and how to value a bull and, you know, why one bull might be worth more than another. And for every individual, it's up to them to decide what's best, but hopefully yeah. this gives a little bit of perspectives. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. The Herd Quitter Podcast is brought to you by Faro Cattle Company, whose mission is to help ranchers put more fun and profit into their business. You can get more information on Faro Cattle Company at farocattle.com. And if you enjoy what you've heard on this podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Herd Quitter Podcast or at herdquitterpodcast.com.